give right? you a nugget though. Let me give you a nugget. Mm -hmm. You said you're terrified to lose the job. Yeah. Right. So to me, that lets me think about career. Mm -hmm. But a career is what you're paid for. Yeah. But a calling. Yeah. Is what you're made for. So focus on your calling, mm -hmm. and, you'll, and you won't be terrified. Yeah. Because you're right. made for it. You're like a motivational speaker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> got goosebumps <laughs> over here. I've never Ooh. even thought about it that way. There, Julie Black goes schooling us again. Marvel at the wisdom of black women. Run the stick. I want to welcome out of Toronto, within the traditional territory of the Mississauga people. Where are we born? Toronto. There is no pronunciation. I appeal to you as a fellow American. But I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. Best there is. Take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not That Sorry. You find yourself here to be as fun and fine and as black and ca as Canadian as we are, with zero apologies for it. So you're not that sorry about it. I'm Jan, the one who's elated to not have a single holiday party to attend. And to everyone's relief, the spirit of the holidays herself, Antonia is with me, and fellow fave Scrooge, John's with me too. What's up, guys? I don't know why he hates the holidays so much, but here we are. <laughs> Y'all just hate joy. That's what I... Is that? That's the two of you. Thieves of joy. I believe that's how it said. <laughs> <laughs> humbug. Yeah. Here to, here to cramp us all over your Christmas, these two. All right, so I guess we'll kick this off. Um, I want to start by giving a big shout out to Miriam Sege, who won the, what is this prestigious award called? The Breakthrough Junior Challenge. Woo. So she was the winner of 5,600 entries, and she made a video explaining quantum physics because, you know. <laughs> so the prize money's huge. It ends up being about 500,000 in total. Um. And that includes like I think a hundred thousand goes to the to her teacher who encouraged her, and two hundred fifty thousand goes to a scholarship for her. And this grade twelver in Fort McMurray, Alberta, is just the black girl magic everyone needs in their lives. <laughs> Looking at her like her notebook, because um, she did storyboarding for it, and I love this so much because as a fellow stick drawing person, <laughs> this Same. warms my heart. I can't draw people. <laughs> Me either. I can't draw anything. I can't. It's awful. I can draw scenery. I'm good at that. But, like, not great. I'm just like, it's fine. It's passable. You can tell it's a tree and the sun <laughs> and the sky and whatever. But, like, stick, like, this, this jives with me. Like, I think the one character, she even gave him, like, a little bit of a mustache. And I was like, ah, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> like, I can put clothes on sick people. That is my, that's it. That's as far as I'll go. No, the girl's just straight talented and straight intelligent. Like, you know, while explaining complicated sciences, she's also, like, playing piano and just, being completely lovely and she's just it for me like i i adored everything about this story you call it desperation for a feel-good story in these times but yes. i was so i was happy about it like i knew her it's <laughs> <laughs> so one of those situations where you're like that could be your sister or your cousin or yeah. your niece or somebody and it's just it's such a good feeling or even like i was even brought back to how stoked i would be if i was one of her schoolmates i'd be like that's dope yeah like Fortnite get, gets on the map for all the wrong reasons, you know, natural disasters and racism, all of that. <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> but to see something like this, like I, when I heard about it, I half expected her to be in a larger metropolis city, and to, I'm like, oh, Fortnite, Alberta, dope. <laughs> That's what's up. I also love the setup to tell her that she won, mm -hmm. um, like just tricking her into getting to the school and like a bunch of her friends were in on it and like she had no clue that she'd won until like they said her name like it was such a cute oh uh, the feelings when she so broke the news to her dad oh. who she looks exactly like and <laughs> as a daughter who also looks just like her father <laughs> that that struck a chord that's so cute <laughs> feelings i'm so excited for her I love that she said she also plans to buy herself a new laptop. Like, I love these, like, <laughs> these really, it's not really simple, but it's just like, oh, it's nice. Like, yeah. you don't have to worry about adult things. You can just buy yourself a nice new shiny thing. Yeah. All it took was a 
simple little video about quantum physics. Yeah, simple and quantum just don't go together. Right. <laughs> I wish I had opportunities to use the word quantum more often just to feel smarter, but alas, I cannot. <laughs> just start dropping it every Sunday. <laughs> quantum. Like what? <laughs> like don't even put it in a sentence. Just It'll say work it. at some point. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> just just throw it all against the wall. Something will stick. Just hope that not in, the, in a situation like where you use, say you say something in another language and someone else hears you and goes, oh, and you're like, no, 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 no. I actually don't know anything <laughs> about this. Whoops. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Just hang around dumb people. Yeah, but then one of them is going to turn out to be weirdly smart, like into really <laughs> weird things and actually know information about quantum, then you're going to look dumb. Yeah. Find a new group of friends. <laughs> yep. That's the answer. New group of friends. <laughs> Just keep swinging until you find a gang of dummies. Stupidity is <laughs> contagious, so. Oh, dear. <laughs> Let's go find them all at the anti-mask rally. Yeah. Whew. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Um, in more Canadian awesomeness, Eric Bauza is the new voice of Bugs Bunny in the upcoming Space Jam movie. And, I mean, he's a seasoned voice actor anyway. I hear he's done, like, he's been working on Animaniacs for, for some time. And he's been voicing the Looney Tunes gang for a little while. And this is just really dope. He gets to be in a movie with Le- LeBron James. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> because this is the movie we needed, That's apparently. Right. But good on him. I think he's dope. That was really cool. Scarborough's own. Yes. And, you know, once all of you who are listening from Scarborough stop yelling and snapping about it, uh, we'll we'll move on. I'll wait. You're okay, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Who who yells louder for their neighborhood city town than I Scarborough mean, does? But, like, are you not allowed? Of course you are. <laughs> I paused for applause. And rolled your eyes. <laughs> You can't tell that mm-hmm. in an audio format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rolled eyes all I want. I still gave that space because that's the kind of person I am. Okay. Sarchasm. Someone yeah. out there screaming one's in. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> she just screams a droid instead. Literally no one. <laughs> no one screams one's in. And if they are, don't listen. And I can say that. You can't say that. I can say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also wanted to shout out Cousin Skateboarding, an indigenous-owned skateboarding company in Alberta that are bringing um, portable ramps to to reservations and remote locations in Alberta to introduce the sport and be that ambassador and be that segue. And I think that is super cool. Oh, my gosh. Musquatchies is mentioned in here. Oh, that's so cool. I have friends who've worked in that um, town. I think it's a town. Maybe it's a city. I'm not sure. Um, Joe Buffalo. Yeah, they're inspired by a story of Joe Buffalo, who's from Musquatchies. That is so cool. Nice. So Cousin (laughs) Skateboarding, what's up, what's up? What's up? (laughs) What else? For the musical types, I'm not one. Um, So (laughs) Handel's Messiah, had to look up what that was. Apparently, super famous piece that I really should have known about. We've My never dad. heard the Handel's Messiah before. What part of never heard of until I had to look it up? That's like a okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I might have by. Sorry, I'm sign. just like I'm shocked by that. Like that's just like a piece of music that just floats through the universe. Sing a few um. Yeah, all come year a few round. bars. Part of the Handel's Messiah is a Hallelujah chorus. Like that's part of the Handel's Messiah. Like Handel's Messiah right. is mu- it's, a, it's a whole scope of of music. Like there's a bunch of different, but like the biggest part of that. Is the Hallelujah chorus? My Hallelujah so then I probably is sung by that. Leonard Cohen. So, yeah, yeah didn't know not that was part of a bigger piece. So, <laughs> not, not the Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Not that. <laughs> that's what I know. Not so, that, the Hallelujah. That that sure. is part of Handel's for society. all the okay. churches yeah. I yeah. agree with. Right. But like that's a song that okay. Didn't anyway. know that was part of bigger music. Continue. I didn't know the name of it. Continue. Hey. <laughs> <Any> who <laughs> This year it will be done virtually, of course. But with a focus on indigenous and BIPOC soloists, which I think is cool. And because they've sunk time and effort and resources into separate camera crews for each soloist in different locations, I know it's going to look dope. That is going to be really nice. That's exciting. So those who had this ready knowledge probably already knew this, and I'm telling you shit you already knew. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, again, I mean... <laughs> this is, this is perfect. Cohen. This <laughs> is perfect for those of you who don't know anything about the Hollywood chorus or Handel Society at all. So this is great. Like if you having stumbled upon it for you, that's really awesome. Now you know why yep. this is so big. 
Because typically when you like it soloists boring music. Soloists for it's not boring music. Soloists for um pieces like this are majority white soloists. When you see them perform on national stages, other places like the majority of these individuals are white. So it's really cool to see this done um by non white folks. Yeah, absolutely. Opportunities. Awesome. That is awesome. Also I will I will give mention to Taylor Lindsay Noel's company, A Cup of Tay, making Oprah's favorite things list 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah. I also love that Oprah's favorite things list is still a thing. I love yeah. that. I love that. Oopsies. Do we call her the original influencer or what do we Oh, Oprah? What do we do? I mean, I would say so. She out here, she's out here doing giveaways. She was out here doing the favorite things. Like she, She's recommended her, quite a few books that I've enjoyed. Her so. favorite things list was like that that one thing that your mom or grandmother or you yourself look forward to every year because you're like, okay, what's the new piece of like home, you know, decor item or a book or a scent or a pillow or a, you know, like <laughs> other thing that, because they're all such like, <laughs> they're fun because there was always like one like really like silly piece, but like everything else is really structured and you're like, what's on the list this year? And it was always cool if like you were one of those few people who was like, oh my gosh, I actually own that. That's so amazing. Like it's so cool that Oprah also recommended it. Like, Oprah, even She's without just like us, even without <laughs> daytime television, she literally owns. I love that she named her network. Oh, and I know that it's just like her name, but I love yeah. that it's own because she owns you. <laughs> like Damn. that's just how this Oprah, Oprah, like told us how to do things for years. Like she was our, she was our, our mentor. She was our, you know, your guide. Yeah. Like you, you were, you were a. Like it just attuned to everything she did. You're like, okay, well, Oprah's on. Gotta, you know, make sure we do everything else beforehand. Gotta make sure we do this. Like you were reading the magazines, you're online. Like Yeah, she was cited advice. I'm like, oh, I saw on Oprah. Dot 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 dot. Yep. All right, well. Yeah. Has to be has to have some merit because Oprah. you said Oprah said it. Exactly. So Yeah. Like Oprah to me is the same thing when you go to chapters and it's like Heather's picks. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> don't know who Heather is. <laughs> but Heather clearly is some influ- influential person or CEO or something. So, Oprah. Ah, incredible. Chapter staff picks be hitting sometimes. True. That's true. Congratulations, Tay. That is awesome. That is no easy feat, getting on Oprah's Service Things list. Yeah. No I mean, turn my attention to it. I'm like, yeah. And as I was reading up more on the, the company and checking out the website, I'm like, oh, some of these flavors do sound delish. Maybe the I cha cha chai sounds wonderful. I need it. <laughs> Tea. John's looking at me all confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so something John will care more about. But, I mean, we all care about this because I super supported this this move by this dude this whole time. Um, Kansas City Chiefs player Laurent Duvarnay-Tardif and TFC's – no, he's not TFC's. Where the hell does he, he play? Either way, Alfonso Davies are the co-winner of the Lou Marsh Award, which is super dope. Um, Laurent um, – Dr. Laurent uh, opted out of the – 2020 NFL season to help on the front lines during the start of the COVID epidemic and he's still out there. So that's awesome. And that move also got him as one of the five uh, sports illustrated sports person of the year. Um, and Alfonso Davies was named rookie of the year. What? So big deal. Both of them twice yep. times. That is awesome. Big feats in both uh, fields. Yeah, absolutely. Which is so, so cool. Congratulations, gentlemen. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, but also, in the Alberta government started circulating a COVID commercial that Bleh. I'm not sure how I feel yet. <laughs> like, it's not a, I don't, I'm so mad I don't know how I feel. Like, it's just a, huh. If this you is have the direction we went. For those of you who don't know what this is, I saw upon it on Twitter earlier, and it is... Um, I think the people started dubbing this particular character Mr. COVID because there wasn't actually a name for him. But imagine, if you will, a tall um, Caucasian man with a um, like a mascot head, but is the COVID vaccine um, thing. <laughs> the what the what? Sorry, not the vaccine. The COVID virus would look like. Damn it! And it's just him entering spaces because it's there's a website they've made called CovidLoves.ca. Check it out. Uh, and also feast your eyes on the terrifying images there. <laughs> and he like w- 
enters the house and is like, oh, I love gatherings. I love Christmas. Ooh. And it's like touching everything. People are sitting on his lap. People are cheering around him. And it's just to be like, <laughs> don't gather because COVID is still a real thing. To me, however, this reads uh, a too late, too little too late. Thank you, Jojo. Because Alberta has been defying protocols and poo-pooing all sorts of, you know, things for nine months. F- so for them to now be like, hey, guys. Look at these things we're doing to to be preventative. Great. Should have been doing that in March. Should have been doing that in July. Should have been doing that in August. And now. I mean, I'm happy that you're here now, but where were we? Yeah. Where were we? Like, this is cute. You made a whole website. That's adorable. Mm. It could have been on the show since March, though. I, mean, I don't think so. I think this was created sure in some, the latest. Some, some, some creative agency had something ready to go. So. Why make it now? Just for Christmas? They could have been making this for all the other things that had happened oh. during the season. Could during have been the a year. Thanksgiving edition. Thanksgiving could have been could, could have, have been, been summer gatherings. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. So that to me says that this was not just this wasn't created ages ago. Like they made this maybe two months ago. Like no, it's <laughs> a lot. Gives me Krampus. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put some. We could do that. We could put links to uh, any of the above mentioned stories in our in our details. Can we not? Uh, I'll make us a link tree. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have a swipe up feature yet, so right. Um, <laughs> we'll figure out a way. But anyway, check it out. Covidloves.ca. C O V I D L O V E S. C A. And uh, because scare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a short break. Next stop. What you say? And welcome back. Yes, it is time to get into what you're saying. So, I'm not sure who <laughs> put it first on my uh, radar. Bless you. Um, so I'll give credit to Antonio. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you. Oh, it's uh, John. All right, <laughs> give it up for John. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, so there is a video going round of a coach just, there's no way to sugarcoat it, beating his, his youth football player. Upon further reading, I'm seeing this team is U9, and there are so many things that get me so very angry about this video. Not the, you never show that much you never put that much force on a, on a child you this sport is never that serious that you need to even really raise your voice like that to a child in my opinion and possibly what angers me the most is that no one made a step towards him to stop him mm. and it haunted me i can't stop thinking about it and then it made me think about coaches i'd had cuz i used to be a, a you know, a tough coach kind of mentality. Like you had your your coaches that would smack you upside the helmet or whatever. But even then, those things were done to high schoolers with closer to developed brains and bones. So, yeah, I don't know. Help me. I mean, like I said in our group chat, anyone puts hands on my child like that and they're getting buried. The fact that no one ran forward, none of the coaches pulled him off, no one said anything. Like, this man was literally... The officials were in the shot. This kid this kid was getting smacked around to the point where he was falling. Like, there was no... I don't care if he ate the ball. He doesn't d- deserve that, that kind of reprimand. Deserved. No, that was deserved. And I... it mm-mm. Nope. No, nope, nope, nope. Like, I joke about being banned from my future kids, like, <laughs> games. But that, I now run this team because your coach is dead. And I fired everybody else. Yeah. I'm sure you would have did that during training camp. But like, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. No, this the crazy. Well, not crazy thing, but this guy was a um, a counselor in the detention center for the uh, Chatham County Sheriff's uh, Office oh Department. My sorry. God. And they let him coach children. Well, I mean, everything that he does. Children is under set nine. Up, set up to be in that <laughs> position, but I mean. Minus the crazy. Like, I don't care if that's your kid. Like, I don't care if that's your kid that's on the field. Or you don't, that, no. No, I'm not saying anything about, I'm saying what he does, everything that he does is, is would be lined, I mean, is lined up for, you know, someone that would be kind of fit the profile of someone who, if he has football in his background, would 
yes, do that, right? Like, yeah. The Rock did a movie about that. <laughs> he sure did. He did. <laughs> they weren't nine years old. Like he's no, under well, nine. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even. I know you're not. No, defending. Yeah, I'm not, not even defending his um his um actions or anything like that. Um, no. I mean, the whole yeah. thing is disappointing. Um, you know, just watching the non um, action by anybody else that was on the field, even. Because, I mean, it's not as if you don't hear that. I mean, forget, I mean, for a second, just take away just the, the the physical aspect of it, but just the commotion in itself. I mean, it's in the center of the field. The coaches are allowed on the field. Yeah. With kids, right? So. And they're, like, uh, that age group, they're, they're too little to know to be afraid of something like that happening. Yeah. Especially, like, to be... In proximity to, like, I think they're old enough to know to be afraid of this happening to them, but they wouldn't know how to react, and they shouldn't know how to react to an adult acting that way, because adults shouldn't be acting that way in front of them. But yeah, and you see the action reaction on everybody. It's almost like did this happen? Has this something like this happened before? I mean, I'm pretty could it happen on practice, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, even if it wasn't to the aspect of a full blown you know, physically hitting the kids. But it's normal. Yeah. You could almost see... He took this boy to the ground multiple times. Yeah, you could almost see the stiffness in the other players as well, too, being like, I don't want that to be me. Like, they all were just, like, frozen. Oh, you know, coaches don't want nothing because that's why you didn't see any coaches step in and do anything. They don't want nothing of that... None of that either, right? not one of you wants to step in and protect a child. None of you need to be coaching. Hi. Like my first, my first, my first, coaching. my first thought when I saw him, like, oh wow, that, I mean, is that his kid? Because I mean, why, like, who's but single? Even, that's what I was saying. Like, even if it is your it, kid, you don't do that. And well, then went back for him. Like, yeah. yeah, everything about this video was yeah. wild. But everything, uh, yeah, everything uh, about that was improper. And it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a sad thing when um something like that occurs. I mean. Sports and football is crazy enough um, adventure in, in itself to so, so many different degrees. I mean, that's why, I mean, coaches now, I mean, you, you need to have um, criminal background checks, all that stuff. But um, do these coaches not have criminal background checks? Well, like look at this his job. Of course he year. has one. So, like, what was look he at hiding? his job, though. It's just, his, his, that's, that's. That's the thing about a criminal that's record. You have to have been convicted or charged yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean like that's that's all on that's that's all that individual who did that. Um, I'm not even going to mention his name because no, not worth too, mentioning. I hear that they've dissolved the team now, like hmm? the 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 league, whatever that particular. I was reading the comments and the other thing. Apparently, that whole like team, I think, is like done now. Like they've dismantled yeah. it. Like there's, and I think he is facing charges. Um, I <sighs> again. Six feet under, right then and there, <laughs> on the field. Like, you don't put your hands on my kid like that. Absolutely not. Or anybody else's kid. Yeah. If they, uh, whoop, To not jump in and do anything, none of you need to be coaching. Because you cannot be put into a position where you are there to mentor, yes, but also to protect these children. And none of you want to step in and be like, yo, yo, not cool. Yeah, what if he lays hands on you? Cool. At least it's you and not one of those under nine-year-old children. Yeah. Like, do your job. Madness, absolute madness. Like, I, I see that, and I look back at my years of, of doing sports when I was younger and then in high school. I never once had a coach that put hands on anybody. Never once. And Same. we never also, we never saw it happen at any events we went to either. Like, none of those coaches were ever yelling or, you know, pushing or any of that. Like, that never happened. Yeah. But like I also knew like of those old school coaches that, you know, you hear, you hear tell of, you know, because my, my dad even told me, I think my dad and my brother had, had the same football coach at one point, so he, <laughs> it, it's a clear indicator of how old he was by the time my brother came around. But, like, he was walking with a cane, and sure enough, he would, he would you know, give a tap, I'm sure it was more than a tap, yeah. of the cane o- over a helmet to, you know, be that tough love, we're running laps, like, whatever style of coach that I think we're seeing more and more kind of be – you know, sort of swept away, mm-hmm. but yeah, that that wasn't that long ago, and I'm sure you'll see them in college sports, and or I'll assume you'll see them in college sports. You'll see some some remnants of that that kind of mentality and that kind of style still in coaching. But that's me. Just this wasn't about um, you know nurturing or developing emotional intelligence. Like you were trying to 
bring out a competitive edge. You were trying to bring out the the killer within, right? But it's also this whole thing when you're coaching boys, right? It's like a be a man, be tough sort of nonsense that is driven in a lot of these coaches. If you are out there not performing to the level that they want you to perform at, if you are, you know, at any point you cry or whatever else too, it's like wherever, like, you know, like buck up. And I'm like, these are children. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, but even if doing that, doing that to adults as well too is dumb. And like, it's just, I don't, uh, I get that. I get that different people have different styles of learning and achieving and everything else. I just wish that it didn't have to be through these means. I get having like a stern, you know, sort of like a, a more of a, you know, uh, it kind of it can be a little rough, you know, like when people are like, hey, like this is what's happening, like blunt sort of conversations and and pushing and that kind of stuff. When it comes to actual physicality of it, though, I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get the degrading comments. I don't get any of that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like that, I don't. I because <laughs> again, I I don't perform well under that type of duress. Right. And I watch so and and most people don't. Like there are a few people who do, but also you look back at like their child, their upbringings, everything else and how they went through sports or through life. And that's how things were done with them. And so that's what they respond to because that's how they were motivated. That's how they were broken in a way. Yeah. But for the majority of people, that's just not it. And it's not about babying. It's because I hear that a lot of times like, oh, if we don't, then like we're babying them, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, but an under nine, <laughs> like team, right. they're children. They are babies. You don't need to be swearing at them and punching them in the head and throwing them on the ground for them to learn something. That's the opposite effect. Yeah. And if anything, if they if they if they excel because of that, it's only out of fear. Yeah. And not because they love what they're doing anymore or want to continue. Like so many of these kids are just like, well, if this is what this sport is doing to me, I want nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that that might be what what perhaps makes me the most sad about it is that what's being learned is that this kind of behavior is okay and that it's normal. Because no one did anything in contradiction to it. Because everybody just kind of let it go. You know, goodness only knows what what that that kid's takeaway from it is. And in a lot of in a lot of places, especially in the in the southern U.S., where you know inner city kids are playing sports as their their ticket to get out. And now that everything is put on such a fast pace, everyone has to be specialized and excel and great at such a younger and younger age to be able to get these accomplishments sooner that just that whole thing just in just made the timestamp of what what's okay to like this is these are the means to that end and I hate that I absolutely hate that because when I was a nine-year-old it was like sports weren't taken seriously yet you were still trying, you were still doing soccer and t-ball and whatever else to see what you even like to do. It was about you getting out and moving more than we're, we're developing your future career right now. Yeah. And for that to be okay, done by a black coach, so now there's already such a, such a nuance to how the perception of black males and black male authority figures anyway. Now I'm like, what the, ah, the frustration was real for me. And thinking back to my coaching experiences, I've had three black coaches in my life that coached me directly. All of them were related to me, but that's, that's the small town I lived Listen, in. My dad was my first coach. So, so. <laughs> yeah, my brother was he mine. He coached us so. in soccer. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> my brother was definitely mine. So t- it's just, it's beyond sad to see. And I hope everything that's coming to that coach comes and hits him directly in the head and takes him down the way he took down that child. I hope it buries him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, coaching's done. Uh, he did lose his job. Good. Um, hope he loses any licensing and any of the other things he has, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, is that, I don't know, it's probably a different coaching process but it's it's, it's still you, it's cer- you have courses to take and certification levels i'm to sure down there they have they're just as stringent too right like remember football's an industry down there right now it absolutely it's, is. it's i mean well amateur sports in general um it's 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 a way to a uh and you know way to a means for not only just the you know the kids involved but mainly for the adults who are create the industry that profit off this mostly first and foremost yep. 
um, it's more important to them. That's why you have like that's why like you know you have a coach at that nine years old. Why you get, why how are you even at that? Um, should be parent volunteers like, that level. Like I, like well, I mean, showing you the rules, not. You know what I mean? Not uh, showing you the world. Like, I don't understand. Like, that's how I feel about that. Like, I'm going to show you the world. Like, that to me is a, like, why would you be so aggressive with the child? Yeah. Like I said, I don't care if he, if that boy ate the football. It, uh, not the response we need. You should be congratulating him. <laughs> <laughs> this should be a go Brucey type situation in Matilda. Like, Brucey, Brucey, <laughs> eat that football. You got this. Like, everyone should be like, whoa, that's crazy. Good luck pooping that Orange out Orange slices for every play. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Just carving the football. You get an extra bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> like, Just and again, stop. like I was saying earlier, I don't care if that was his kid. I don't care if it's some kid that he's close to or mentoring or whatever. Like, you do not. Yeah. The way that I would have leapt over every fence and bench and whatever to jump on the back of that man and pummel him in the head. You wouldn't have even seen it coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, different teams, different, you know, that that, that very well might have happened, but in this case, no. No, but it was just regular. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like to consider these things extreme case because, but that's just not even, not even how you even end up in that avenue. I don't know, but. Yeah, I would like to think that this is an extreme case as well I mean I I saw in some of the comments everybody what a few people were quick to draw the comparison to Friday night tykes and like yeah that they're mm. over the top and that's extreme but that is a line that they are not crossing and also they're older than nine most but especially most for that are television followed. like they're not going to show that yeah but it seemed it seemed to be like the comments in that were like this is like almost like the lead up to what this extreme yeah. case would have like been. That would be the gateway. That would for be the sure. gateway for this. And that is uh, scary. Cause then compared it to like toddlers and tears, I was like, yeah, that show terrifies me. Wow. And f- the moms <laughs> 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 and the coaches like that, that scares me. Whew. Yeah. yeah my, I just, I, I literally watched this video and I was like, can't relate. Like never, I've never had that experience. I don't know what your coaching experience is wrong. Cause you went a lot further with sports than, than Jan and I did. Well, no, you guys both did university. Really? I, you went for you both went further. I did, than well, I, did. I didn't play a contact sport. True. Well, I was playing since I don't know, maybe eleven, so ten, eleven, maybe somewhere around there. But today that would be late getting into football, and that is um, bonkers. Isn't that crazy. So I mean, I've I've had I've I've seen a lot of things. I've from coaches. I've witnessed a lot of things. I've. Have you experienced any of that type of aggression from your coaches? Not for me, not to me. I've seen, a co- you know, I've seen a coach get um physical with the player before. Um, was that when you were younger or like university? Younger, um, university has happened too. That was another. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I guess it's been kind of a thing, um, but like seen crazy coaches i've yeah i've have i've had one crazy coach that i played for one time mm. former police officer jeez how long did you play for them uh the crazy cop was just one just one, one time um just because like you no longer played for him or like he left yeah it was just <laughs> i played for that team one time one time one season um <laughs> yeah that guy was nuts jeez um <laughs> A lot of battles. <laughs> was he just like PTSD? Like what? Uh, yeah, no, there was a lot of that. There's a lot of yeah. I mean, he was just strong. Like you want to talk one one hundred percent walking bolt of caffeine. Just did he have a crew cut? Yeah, he did. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what do you have a chart going? What do you I don't know. It just it just fits the mold. Aggression based on haircuts. Yeah, maybe? nice crew cut. M- nice mustache too. Does this not work though? Like, does that? I mean, you are painting a picture. Yeah. <laughs> For those of us who aren't. No, I mean, I've, I mean, uh, I want to say what one, two, three cops, maybe four cops. As coaches. Yeah. Through Why do they go to career. football? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a natural thing. Either you grew up playing football yourself, it's the thing you did before. So you go from a. It's a way to be a part of the community. 
you know. we go from oppressing black people as a cop to doing the same thing as a well, is. not every. I mean, come on, I'll, you gotta get. I'm just saying, it seems shit. like an easy avenue for me. A lot of them play. A lot mo- <laughs> most likely they play before. It's not like they just okay. I'm a cop, and mo- anybody who play who's a coach of football most likely played authority. football yeah. prior to. It's not. It's not a sport you just kind of pick up out of just, you know. I just had to ask. <laughs> your child played it, so you know, uh, or plays it and get involved somewhere and somehow. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not just you know. I only listen. I only Any have like mostly television <laughs> movies to base football dreams off. Okay, like yeah. you have to allow me this. Okay, like football for me is a passing. Thing. <laughs> did you have a Denzel Washington coach, or did you? <laughs> or did you, did have, you have an it? Al Pacino coach? Yeah, or a, or <laughs> or a get off my lawn type coach. Did all you have that coach? <laughs> Who's that again? What's his name? Anyway, all, all, all of them. I had, a, I had a lot of really really great coaches though. That's good. That's majority, good. and I mean, I had How a lot of black coaches. coaches have you a had? lot. I mean. Whole thunder, pretty much those. Oh, that's nice. Black head coaches, black um, that's positional. Yeah, was, I mean, my team was black. You know, listen, I grew up in a mostly white town. Everything you you just described. Can't relate. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> mm. Yeah, no. It, uh, the team I played for was one of the, the team I played for is one of the the exceptional teams of yeah they the were. whole entire country. So. Okay. Shout out the neighborhood. Always. Yep. <laughs> Scarborough Thunder. Toronto okay, Scarborough Thunder. Yes. yes. But when I said that's a thing, <laughs> I'm the asshole. Okay. I mean. I get it. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll leave. It's fine. It's your MO, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave. It's cool. But, I mean, I, we're, we were, we're just a different kind of team and organization. Um, I mean, you hit Montreal. You hit Ottawa. There's a lot of brothers up there. Good team, so. I can only imagine you guys moving as like as a crew wherever you go. Like I, that is th- that's the only image I have. Matching jacket, matching all sweats, matching bags, walking sure. in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what song's playing out. in the background. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We but were, like we were escorted out of La Salle. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> we were escorted out of La Salle. What did you do? You were La Salle. So that would have been the AKO Fratman. They'd have been the only team out there. Yes, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say the Essex Ravens would have been too new. Uh, it might have been them. I can't remember. It might have been Essex, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's technically Essex, not LaSalle, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Windsor stand up. <laughs> nope. <laughs> also, neither of them are Windsor, so it's fine. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that Distinct is lines to drawn. <laughs> One of those tin cans. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. One of the... Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, yeah, I never had a black volleyball coach. Um, I did have one very intense volleyball coach, and he was he had got himself in a a bit of a pseudo scandal. Um, it wasn't volleyball related, I don't think, but you know, even press at the time wasn't. It was <laughs> it was very strange because he taught he taught at a high school. He started a club team when um the teachers had gone on strike, so all the extracurriculars were done, and he was coaching a stellar, stellar team that were in their senior years. So he started this club team so that they could keep playing. But then, you know, obviously he had the open um, tryouts. So the rest of us in the county that also lost their team went out and went and tried out. So it was this dominant team <laughs> plus, like, a few others. <laughs> like, me and two of my friends from my school and, like, a couple. <laughs> so, like, we ended up having two teams. But, yeah, he was – very intense. Like he's he very much brought out the best in me as a player, and I could see where he he would rub some personalities the wrong way. But he, you know, he was just very intense, <laughs> and it was just not an energy I had before because I'd never played a club anything before. I just had my my teacher coaches that were staff at my school. So they're Same. Like, they're like, cool, you guys are trying. And, and like, also, see you with social studies. Like, those are, yeah. yep, those are my teachers. <laughs> yeah, that was my soccer coach was also my, um, my history of, like, world religions and my, what are the class teachers? I was teacher? I can't remember. But it was always, like, so weird, like, having to switch between, like, Mr. Atherton and, <laughs> and like, and coach. It's tough. You can't you can't lie and say that your grades are up enough to keep playing because they're the one. No, you grading. cannot. <laughs> and that's why I couldn't go on one of the tours one time because my grades are bad. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, Antonia. Uh, so the wrestle team will be going to Washington. Um, you will not." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's fair. Definitely caught me too." <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there was one that was grades related and one because I went off on a teacher <gasps> very openly and publicly. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> um, but in terms of my like my track coaches, I had a black coach in high school. Um, I had one elementary going into high school, but like I said, both were related to me kind of distantly. So it and track's just a not so much as a low stakes kind of sport, but like intense intensity like that and aggression like that really has no place. <laughs> like you look just insane. Like to, why? To just yeah, there's no reason to do anything. Like you get fired up when you're excited that something happened, but like to be mad and violent mad, that's Ooh. It looks in weird. Volleyball? In track, in is, track. Oh like, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, volleyball at least like you you smack a ball off the wall or you bounce it a little too hard. Like yeah. you you get it out that way, but but track especially, you had nothing. <laughs> like you're you're running around in spandex. You stop your aggression. You're not track. <laughs> Even if you are, you don't look it right now. Yeah. So <laughs> just keep stretching. <laughs> right. <laughs> just keep stretching. Just someone keep someone stretching. will notice. Just keep stretching. Someone will notice. They just will. Listen, we, we're not <laughs> parading around half naked in spandex because we don't like the attention. We being most of you. But I, like everyone I stayed in my sweats <laughs> until the last possible moment and anyone who competed with me will attest to that. But like spandex, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Function, not fashion. Although some for fashion. It's gonna be over here holding the spotlight. That's not being sh- you know, shone on me. But listen, the sprinters are the prima donnas, they better be the first ones to admit it, because if they don't I will say it. I mean, the sprinters are. are. The sprinters are like the dancers of the. the oh, you mean there's more to track and field? <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, there are. Because the jumpers are also a bunch of divas. True. They just remind me that they have the same energy as the dancers that you see at at um like big football games. You're always there, like with the bands and everything. Yes. With the marching bands, like that's the energy. All right, so we'll take a break. Next stop. Frenchervention. Ooh, peep that new sting. <laughs> Antonia. It's a midnight shift. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the late night bus ride home. It's weird hearing your own voice. <laughs> we, we're seven, eight episodes in. I know, now. but it's still weird. All right. <laughs> it's not, you know what? I can't even judge. It's still weird for me, too. <laughs> so thanks for staying with us. Like the, the sting suggests, this segment is called friend intervention. And now what is that? I'm glad you asked. So it's basically us answering your emails and messages when and when needed. We're being the friends that will tell you what's up that you might not have in your friend group. So you don't need to have us around as a permanent fixture. You can just just borrow a friend and and ask us. We're going to start charging for this service. <laughs> They're going to borrow a friend. I'm here for that. Maybe. For a small fee of X amount of dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you need outside feedback. Sometimes you need somebody to gush about something that nobody in, in your group is into. And we could be that for you. We got you. <laughs> so on this edition, we've got some questions. Thank you to all who, uh, first off, thanks to everybody who hung out during the IG Live. That was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> and I didn't expect it to be. So I will admit I was wrong. Thanks for proving Jen wrong. Yeah. And thanks for being hilarious, all of you. Yes. Thank you. So much. You're there. I was checking the the time, and it was like 94 minutes and like X amount of seconds. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> time really flew. Yeah. John, you missed out on a fun time. He was there. Remember that one point where he- well, I missed out on the fun part of the fun time. Stood off to the <laughs> side and- <laughs> <laughs> He was in that co-rex. We just didn't want to tell friend. you. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you're right, Jamal. <laughs> he was hanging out in the co-rex. <laughs> Jamal asked if you were standing in the coats. <laughs> yes. We didn't confirm or deny. Yeah, so. Yep. <laughs> Sound like a swell time. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. In between your nap. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. So our first question comes from Natalie A. And she wants to know: Do you believe that a quote-unquote small misunderstanding between friends should be able to end a friendship? Does that mean we weren't really friends? That's a lot. I mean, I don't know the whole situation, but. Those couple sentences sound like a lot. I mean, it, it sounds like there's been a buildup to this potential ending of a friendship. It doesn't feel like this small understanding w- misunderstanding was just random. It feels yeah. like maybe there's already been a breakdown in communication beforehand and like you were already slowly not being friends. But also if, it, if a small s- misunderstanding is going to end a friendship that 
maybe didn't have any issues beforehand. There's a lot of holes. <laughs> like, yeah. I got questions about both of you because it's not just on one person to end this. Like, but also like, what is this about this misunderstanding that was so massive that now you're considering maybe we aren't friends anymore? Yeah, like that seems it seems very extreme. I mean, there's and there's a lot between this small under small misunderstanding. Why can't we say this today? I literally don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and the friendship being over. As much as I jump to conclusions as well, that's still quite a leap, even for me. So generally speaking, I would say no. Could it result in maybe you're not you're not talking for for a little while or you're not talking about that particular thing for a while. You're not ready to come to the table to sort it out, whatever that is. That's different than just I wouldn't go so far as say, were we ever really friends? Like you something brought you together. You something Yeah. Something had you vibing. You had something in common. Like it's I wouldn't say it's that end of the world. But I mean, if if it's something that you need to get off your chest, I would say talk to your friend. Yeah. If you're if you're ready for it, to, not to say that you're ever really ready for it to end, but if that's what it leads to, you can only control what you can control, I yeah. would say. You also don't want to just like 86 is friendship because you think it's yeah, not like worth that's saving. You, you want to be like, well, it's done because I've been in those situations before where I'm like, Oh, Oh, we're not, Oh, we're not speaking anymore. Ha. <laughs> like what happened? And then I'm on the outside going, okay, well this happened. We talked about this, this happened. I was like, okay, but then we talked about that, but now we're not, we're t- not talking anymore. Why aren't we talking anymore? But then the other person is completely unresponsive and you just leave it. And like the situation could have been resolved had the other person opened up about either what was bothering them or like, you know, and also uh, I find a lot of small misunderstandings come through like text messages, other places where nuance is lost. Like you can't, uh, you can't properly, I mean the communication model is like pretty clear. Whereas like the set, yeah, send receiver model is pretty clear. Like you say something and you hope that it's interpreted the way that you say it, but it's, it's not up to you how it's interpreted. The, The receiver interprets it how it is. And like, you can only hope, that it's <laughs> that you both come to the same conclusion. And so with this small misunderstanding, is it small for you and big for them? Yeah. Is it something that you look at and you're just brushing off because like it doesn't make sense to you, but you can feel the rift in your friendship because, you know, it's actually a bigger deal to them than it is to you. And what it, and whatever is a big deal to you is a big deal. Don't let anyone ever tell you that's not a big deal because whatever you're feeling is valid. Absolutely. But have that conversation. Um, don't throw it away. Yeah. They're that's a person you consider a friend you you deserve they they deserve the respect to be approached i mean it could completely go left and not the way you want it to but i mean respect them enough to to try to talk it out with them yeah you never want to assume for somebody how they're going to react to something because that is the worst that's one of my like top three pet peeves is when someone assumes for me how I'm going to react and just doesn't say the thing. And then when I do react, like, well, this is why I didn't want to. And I'm like, well, we could have avoided this yeah. had you <laughs> said what you were feeling so we could move past this. But now you've pushed me to the point of no return. And now I've given you the reaction that you expected, but that's not fair because I was never given the opportunity to talk about. Yeah. Don't take away their choice. Try to try to come together to talk at a point where, where you're both calmest and where you're both able to express yourself in a way that is easiest to understand. Now, obviously, we're not getting together in person the way we used to. So if they're not in your bubble, they don't live with you, whatever, fire up one of the many platforms to video chat. like just Or get on the phone, old school. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on the phone. But don't, don't leave it to mediums that can get, that keep giving opportunity to muddle the message. And that's what I would say, Natalie. Good luck, Natalie. (laughs) And if this is a friendship that was meant to end, it'll end. Yeah. And that's that. And this might not have even been the thing to do it. Yeah, it could be a multitude of things. But, you know, mourn the loss of the friendship and move on, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be all right. (laughs) Our next question comes from Jeff G. G off. Right? (laughs) It is is G off with a G. (laughs) Um, He wants to know, do you think it's possible to be successful proud of your successes and still keep your friends. Ooh. And I, on first reading, I took this to mean like to be proud of your successes means you're showing it on social media. Okay. That's what I took it to mean. Okay. Okay. 
I'm not going to elaborate any further, but um, assuming that that is what you mean, or if you're that person who's in the video, the group video chat saying, remember this, this awesome thing I keep doing, like, yo, I'm, you know, like, obviously be proud of yourself. And I think you, I think you can, because your real friends will be happy for you. And your real friends that are able to communicate, comfortable enough to communicate with you will tell you, yo, you're really laying it on. Like, some of us are having a hard time. Yeah, or if your success comes at like a kind of like a competition in like with your other friends, like if, if someone mentions something and you're just like you like get in there and be like, well, look at this thing that I did, like that can be, yeah, that can be very annoying, and that can that could be a reason for people to be like, you know what, enough, like I can't with yeah. this person anymore, not because I don't, not because I'm not proud of what they did or you know what they're accomplishing, but I just this is becoming like this is all this is now your whole personality. Yeah. <laughs> And I've, al- I've also been on the receiving end of that where I've had a couple past friends who made it to their quote-unquote success and now suddenly they that was grounds for them to not keep tabs on me anymore, to not mm. – we talk less and less and less to the point where we're not talking at all. And when we did talk, it I didn't get a word in about what anything about me. So it was just you them, them looking, I guess, for cheerleaders and – once they they made it and they were around other people in that that tier that they were seeking, they didn't need me anymore. Mm. So I mean, whatever. Of course, that's your friends are your choice, no matter what what tier, what pillar you're standing on. They, if you care about people, continue to care about people, and th- that will cut both ways. Those will who want to care about you will continue to care about you. Yeah, and also be careful of those friends who like downplay your successes. Be careful of those people. Yeah. Um, I would I would warrant to say that those people aren't your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they're that they're um <laughs> they're they're haters who <laughs> who still follow you and still whatever and want to keep you close because you're somebody of notice, somebody of worth. But they don't actually care about you. They care about your status, but then they still kind of poo poo on everything you do. Like those, you know, those friends. Like you are like, oh, I got an A on this paper, and they're like. Yay, good for you. Like some of us have to study harder, blah 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 blah. Like yeah. those type of friends. Like mm-hmm. don't like be be wary of those friends or be wary of the friends who like backhand compliment you like all the time. <laughs> it's like it's one thing to like kind of joke and tease your friends if you have that relationship. But if people are constantly like, you know, switching it up on you and you don't feel comfortable even sharing even any success, small, big, medium with them, be very guarded around those individuals. Um and just like you know, <laughs> if you can slowly weed them out, um, and yeah. sometimes it's harder depending on your friend friend group. Some friend groups are super tight, and like you all have mutuals, and like it's you're always gonna see this person or hear this person. You're in group chats yeah. with this person. Like it's gonna be harder to kind of, you know, duck dive dodge, <laughs> 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 weave your way around um, that wrench. Because that person, <laughs> listen, here we go. Dodgeball is a solid movie, <laughs> and I don't know why it always comes off my mind. It comes to things, but here we are. If you can duck, if you can, yeah, you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge you your can toxic dodge. friend. There you go. There you go, Jeff. Geoff. <laughs> there you go. If you have the success to do that, you can do anything. Man, that movie. It always creeps up on me. Just that is so interesting. Solid facts. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean. I personally don't need to, that to advice, know. Like, that, that advice requires just no explanation. <laughs> that advice sticks with me. Sticks. <laughs> it just, it's fine. <laughs> it is fine. Yeah. I think that you you should you should feel comfortable boasting about your success to friends. Yeah. Because your friends are going to be supportive of you. Yeah. And so long as you cut that that same sort of grace when, one, they're also achieving su- a, a success to be the same cheerleader that they've been for you and also to be equally supportive if things aren't going that great for them. That's that's friendship 101 to me. Yeah. And then you should reciprocate. Make sure you reciprocate for other people too. Yeah, absolutely. Like I tell my friends all the time that I will be your biggest cheerleader, like no matter what is going on. If it's that you got out of bed this morning cheering you on, you know, like make sure that your friends know that they don't have to win a Nobel Peace Prize in order for you to be proud of them. Yeah. Like any well any success is should be shared <laughs> with yeah. your friend groups. And that's supposed to be the point of friends and your support network. So, yeah, I guess the to keep a long answer long, <laughs> you should still be able to do this. Um, but also be careful falling into that trap of social media and let let the closer inner circle friends know that as well. That, like, yeah, you're 
you're posting for the ones that you don't want to talk to. But like, social media is not real. Yeah. Better yet, stay off it altogether. Yeah, I mean, thanks, John. <laughs> you want to be a dark horse like John? Just stay off it. But also follow us on all our socials. <laughs> still real. There's still real ways to communicate with your friends. So. That's true. I like to cold call people sometimes. <laughs> it really just jolts them awake. Damn it's it. called harassment. <laughs> no, it's not, John. I don't, I don't necessarily cold call like FaceTime them, but like <laughs> some friends. What are you do. doing, John? Writing letters? What mm. are you doing? Yes. Dearest friend. Antiquated electronic mail? What are we, what are mm. we doing? Crow. Oh, yeah. you're sending ravens. ravens. Sending ravens? Sending ravens. Yeah. That's I like it. it. That works for you. Smart birds. Yeah. Yeah. What's your success rate? Uh, it's still going fine. He's only sending one, so it's fine. Oh, you're right. Like <laughs> once a month. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Toronto's really big. Like, <laughs> not, so, not so necessarily going to make it there in one day. Oh I get man. it. We don't need to keep up all that. You know, often we understand. <laughs> Do you have like a telekinetic, like, hmm? you have like a psychic link? You just know. Is that, yeah. Like, when you go, ah, yep, they're still alive. Got it. Was well, this like a sense eight sort of situation? Mm. We both need to watch that show. I do, and you're the second person to tell me that. So it's a great show. I'm due for a rewatch. So that'll that'll be the if it's important, I'll receive a phone call. Okay. Oh. There you go. Okay. See, sometimes phone calls can also not be harassment. <laughs> Just saying, there's they're like only harassment. There are I do there it. are ranges. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um. So this one was actually a, a DM, but it I really wanted to talk about it. Uh, Cam L asks uh did you see the ivy park post with the russian models blackfishing i got heated some of my friends can't really understand why and i'm exhausted i know they mean well can you help me explain it to them because i can't cam so got you update update (laughs) i just checked hold on somebody please explain okay so i'm glad you i just so just an update i just checked the ivy park page again the photo is now gone who's ivy park Ivy Park is Beyonce's. Don't um, do Ivy Park. As you can see, <laughs> only John is clearly I'm wearing. currently wearing um, one of the latest collections um, from uh, Beyonce, Giselle Knows Carter's line, <laughs> Ivy Park with Adidas. Yeah, with Adidas, a collaboration with Adidas. She's so done three times singer. this year. Not a person. She is it one? Okay. Yeah, uh, Ivy Park is not a. Well, continue. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> launched. She's launched. She has, she's had three launches this year. Yes. Because um, she can. Two of them are back to back in <laughs> in the month of my birth. Oh, <laughs> so I feel like right. it was was definitely personal for me. Uh, anyways, and sh- so what? Ivy the Ivy Park page. Yeah, you said they've been posting, um, people wearing their stuff and like posting it up. Blah blah blah. Continue. Just an update for John. <laughs> right then. So. Uh, okay. Now on to black fishing. Oh, you want to know what black fishing is? When white girls, or non-black girls. Period. Yeah. Fair. Um, make themselves up. To appear black, or or of like another mi- or like race yeah. in a color in a in a photo. So like Rachel. they're so like they're found. They try What's to be as name? like racially they're not they're not identifying as black when they no. do themselves up this way. This is just for the photograph. Yeah. Okay. So they or edit. They do their makeup public, differently whatever. or whatever. Gotcha. But then like you go back to look at their other photos and they are lily white. Yeah. So One in particular even instead of skin bleaching, we are skin toning, darkening, <laughs> melanining. Yeah. Melanin. <laughs> Melanie for so <laughs> this is how she presented in this photo. Is that That's what she looks one like. One of the Russian models. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then, okay, so this is the other girl. And th- she also did this one day. Yeah. But that's what she looks like. Yeah. She loves makeup. She loves makeup, but she loves to appear loves other than what she is. But then they oh went yeah, on a whole rant. Yeah. About how I don't understand what the big deal is. Am I supposed to stop listening to hip hop music now? Like people wear bathes all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Yeah, Cam, I'm with you. Tired as hell too. So here's the only way I can break it down for your well-meaning friends. Be into makeup, absolutely. Paint however you like, but paint you. So what you can't do is present yourself to to lend yourself to suggest that you might be something other than white if white's what you are. So the the one one of these models went on an extensive broken English rant about <laughs> how she doesn't get mad when she sees black women wearing wearing wigs or weaves 
of different hair textures. Here's the thing about that. <laughs> Our choice to do that is entirely rooted in white supremacy. It is entirely rooted in oppression, where our hair was policed, where our skin color was policed. So for the privileged class to suddenly don our things that were policed and now are being reclaimed as our form of self-expression, no, you can't. Yep. You're not allowed because we don't do it to try to be white. We try to get it so white people will leave us the hell alone. Which you don't have the experience with. You Thank don't you. have anyone in your office saying, oh, Stephanie, your hair's too straight. You should probably put a little bit of a bump in it. Hi. Oh, so-and-so, you were, ooh, it's a little flat today. Like, everyone's going, oh, it's big. Ooh, it's yeah. really curly. Oh, like, how do you maintain that? Ooh, is that, like, really heavy? Ooh. Like, it's a lot of mm, mm, questions. So you don't get to, d we have to deal with that. We try to assimilate. Yeah. So that we're not bothered. Because we have so many workplaces up until this year, 2020, Hi. where there were still offices and part-time, you know, like or customer service or establishments and clothing stores that were literally telling black girls, you can't have braids, you can't have this, you can't do that, you can't do that. And then we had to put in laws to overthrow, like, this is, you yeah. don't have any of that. For you to be able to put braids in your hair, that's a fun little choice for you, a style yep. choice for you. For us, it's protective. For us, it's uh, it's it's fashionable, yes, but also like that's just the that's how that's how we've been doing our hair for centuries. Yeah, it's a form of expression. I'm pretty sure slaves used to put in they used to braid in like maps <laughs> into into hair so they could escape. Like there's so many. This is this goes deeper than oh, I just like wanted to do a cornrow. So it goes yeah. deeper than that. So for you to to just apply it to you because you think it's cool it's damaging yeah and the ones who who take it that step further are the ones who cornrow their hair and call it boxer braids Oof. like so you not only appropriated the culture you took the reference to it away as well yeah you try to make it edgy yeah because it's ghetto on black girls but it's cool and trendy on white girls. And for some reason, no, so many people... No, it's still on white girls. No, no, no. But, oh, 100%. Yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you look at you look at media... Well, that's what the, the whole thing for it, for it is, right? Yeah, you look at media <coughs> and they're like, oh, it's a little ratchet. You no, know, everybody little, wants to be ghetto. Everybody wants to be black. But nobody wants, no one wants to the black experience. the reality of anything to do it with, with it. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be black, let's be black together. Let's go through all these experiences together. Yeah. Go ahead and, you know, get denied access to capital, access to certain resources. Red line when you want to go buy a house. Yeah. Go ahead and get uh, misdiagnosed and badly treated in hospitals. Like, go, just go ahead and do the whole thing. Stopped for walking down the street. Yeah. You know, shot trying to walk into your house. All those things. Do it all. If you're going to join us, join us. Yeah. Be about it. But yeah, I'm I'm happy that Ivy Park has removed it because it was like four days in and the picture was still there. But like 90% of the comments were like, why is this still here? What's going on? Beyonce, are you seeing this? What is your team doing? Like, did yeah. you guys not do your research? Like, what is happening? And specific to these girls in this photo. Yep. I mean, they're pretty enough. They're models. They're cl they clearly know their angles and know how to find the light. Why it, couldn't they be it, pretty and white? Yeah. It wasn't that, you know... Ivy Park isn't for them because they're not black. It's stop trying to look like you are because you're wearing this. Yeah. You're taking us you're taking a modeling spot away or a feature spot away from someone who is black. Yeah. And who, you did that who with in the, taste. in this product line who Beyonce is speaking to directly. And don't try, and we're not trying to act like Beyonce doesn't doesn't work with or collaborate with white people because she totally does. Yeah. But when when the message is meant to be presenting this certain thing with this certain look, much like the white lens, which keeps people of color out, that can cut both ways. Thank you. So just, one, just be you. And two, Cam, for your friends, just say, look, anything, anything on you that hasn't been policed, hasn't been, you know, hasn't been something that your entire identity has been 
tied to, linked to, mm-hmm. you don't get to fake present as it. Yeah. And if you're friends, uh, what's crazy to me, too, is that people are constantly just like, well, I don't see the big deal. So, oop, full stop. Yep. You don't. You're not allowed to anyway. You don't have these experiences, therefore you're not going to get them. But what you're not going to do is tell the people who have these daily, day-in, day-out lived experiences that they have no right to feel the way that they're feeling. You don't get that. You don't. You are not allowed that. You need to shut up and listen. Yeah, and if they don't get that, they're not your friends, they're not well-meaning, and cut them out immediately. Yep. That is a conclusion I will jump to. Because if they're not going to learn it now, while you have the patience to and energy to try to explain it, then they never will, and they don't want to. Yeah. And, and you don't want to be there when they get um, ashamed publicly. There you go. Nope. And also recognize, too, I want I want black people to really take Unless to heart that. Unless you want to school them up. That's up to you. Yeah. And want, that is entirely your choice. Yes. Yep. I want people to take to, black people to take to heart, too, that you do not have to be anyone's educator. Yep. That is not your calling in life to be uh, the black interventionist or black explain, you know, culture explaining whatever to people. If you have the energy to do so, do so. Yeah. Get paid. But get paid. <laughs> Listen, I I was I was chatting with one of my coworkers and I was like, "Yeah, you know, it'd be really funny to like start charging like a consultation fee blah blah." And he was like, "No, Antonio, seriously." Yeah. You have valuable information. You are somebody who's a good link to He's like, "Over the couple years that I've been observing you, you're somebody who need you definitely should start charging for your information." I was like, "Oh, Shoot, but also, yeah, because if you're going to ask black people to dredge up trauma, to dredge up pain, to talk about things that just, we do, we do so many other things to avoid this and make sure that we can actually, you know, experience joy and blah, 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 and now you're going to ask us to do this, pay me. Yep. $250 starting. Yeah. And we go from there. <laughs> just yeah. to avoid yeah. serving um, chicken and waffles on black um, history day. Exactly. Um. <laughs> And so, in case this needs to be said out loud, this doesn't mean um, I'm not speaking to biracial people. I'm not Mm. speaking to black and other. Yeah, still paint yourself however you want. But, like, if you decide to, like, I know there are are nuances there on each individual case. That's not, you're not who I'm talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's clear. But like Jan said, paint you. Yeah. Makeup is supposed to be your skin, but better. Not your, not somebody else's skin. Hi. So, no. <laughs> but I mean, and that's, it's different than like, you know, painting to give the illusion of a slightly fuller lip. Like that's, I have less of a problem with that. It's that entire falsification, falsification package yeah. that you're putting out here. <laughs> yeah on that deep sigh <laughs> that's been this ad- this edition of friend intervention keep sending all of your things we will get to them we'll do this around you know once a month when it rotates again we'll have an <laughs> inbox full of questions <laughs> and uh yeah thank you for being part of the the bigger discussion and now now you're so included too oh yeah so guys any final words shout outs before we uh give all the details no just uh Take care of yourselves, whatever that looks like. If it's sleeping in, if it's reading a book, if it's turning off your phone for a few hours, if it's, you know, ending a friendship, take care of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So keep up with us on all the socials and, uh, you know, get your questions in, get your suggestions for the bracket, whatever, whatever you need to talk to us about. Email us questions at notthatsorrypodcast.com. On Twitter, we are at Not That Sorry Pod, and on Instagram, we're at Not That Sorry Podcast. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll join you. Uh, join us next time. Bye. <laughs>